Welcome to Book of Mormon Characters, I'm Skylar Peacock, and I'm back with a new episode, and we can just get right into it. From 2200 BC through 300 BC were the times of the Jaredites. Around the time when the Book of Ether ends, the events around the world are like this. Rome was founded around 750 BC. Alexander the Great is conquering lands around 385 BC. In the Bible, uh, Nemeraiha led the Jews in 445 BC. In his time, they built the walls of Jerusalem and the people of Zarahemla left to the Americas around 587 BC. In the Book of Mormon, King Benjamin was almost born. Around the world at that time, was there were a lot of wars. Remember from my first episode that nobody knows what part of the Americas the Nephites and Jaredites were located. All we know is that the Nephites and the Lamanites lived on a narrow strip of land south of the Jaredites. When the Jaredites arrived in the Promised Land, they began farming and multiplying their numbers, Ether 618. The Jaredites were taught to be humble before the Lord. And Ether 617 says that they were taught from on high, which would mean angels or Jesus came down to teach them things of the gospel that the Jaredites should know. Or it could have been the brothers of Jared receiving revelation from the Lord so they can get new 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 knowledge. It never explains what the Jaredites were taught in Ether, only in chapter 13 from the prophet Ether. Moroni would have put these teachings into the Book of Ether. The teachings probably already been taught in the other records of the Book of Mormon or Bible. Each generation has their own short stories in the Book of Ether. My goal is to understand them better and to see if we can learn from their lives. Remember that Jared, the Jaredites and Nephites lived in the Americas, but they lived at different times and locations. Starting in chapter 6 through the end of Ether is a lot like the Book of Alma, but through multiple generations and not just one. Oriha became king of 35 people. All of the sons of the brother of Jared refused to be king, and all the sons of Jared refused to, but not Oriah. He accepted. Oriah had a son named Kib, and Kib became king after Oriah died of old age. Kib had a son named Korhor. Korhor rebelled against Kib and started his own kingdom that he established in the land of Nehor. Korhor made an army by sending beautiful people to bring these people to the land of Nehor. Korhor came to the land of Mormon, Moron, or the land of the kings. Korhor came from an army and took his father Kib captive. Now when we talk about being captive, it means they were more like slaves. People in captive still could have kids, so they had some freedoms, 
and they were not in a prison all their days. Kib had a son named Shul. While he was still a captive, Shrill became a mighty man and escaped captivity with some other men. Shrill made swords out of steel. To know this technology, Shrill probably had to receive revelation where he learned it from past generations. Shrill came back to the land of Mor Moron and gave battle to his brother Korhor. I think of this battle as a duel to see who will become king. Shrill probably did not have enough men to fight a large battle, but there are not enough details to let us know. Shrill did make multiple steel swords, so it's still possible they fought a large battle. In the early medieval times, in Europe around 1337, knights there were knights that fought with chivalry. If a knight in battle put down the sword and surrendered, he was taken captive and later released on a small ransom. There was a part in France called Brittany that the English and France had an arranged battle. The winner of the battle would take Brittany for their country. Each side had 30 knights or squires. Six died on the French side and nine died on the English side. This battle was called combat of the 30. The, during the battle, they stopped fighting. They had refreshments and bandaged the injured. The English leader died during the battle after the break, and the French took the men alive as prisoners, who were later re released to the English on a ransom. Since Shrill in the Book of Ether was a fourth generation, the first being Jared and the brother Jared, there would have only been a max of a thousand people depending on how many children the 35 people of the first generation had and the second and third generations. After Shrill became victorious after his battle with his brother, Korhor, Shrill gave his father, Kib, Back the kingdom. He also gave Kor. He, he also gave his brother Korhor a part of the kingdom after his brother repented of his evil ways. Ether seven thirteen. Korhor had a son named Noah. Noah rebelled against Shrill. Noah battled Shrill and took the land of Mormon Moron, which is the land of kings in the land of the first inhabitants. Another battle happened again, and Shrill was taken captive. The sons of Shrill then creeped into the house of Noah and killed him because he was going to kill Shrill. Shrill's sons then released Shrill out of prison and gave Shrill the kingdom. Ether 7, 15 through 18. The sons of Noah lost their power in Shrill's kingdom, so they made their own, which they called the kingdom of Kohol. The son of Noah, Kohol, gave battle to Shrill. Shrill won a battle, then he killed Kohol. The son of Kohol, Nimrod, gave the kingdom of Kohol to Shrill. Prophets then came to the lands to teach people about God and how to worship him.
But the people did not like that, and they revealed and mocked the prophets. Shiro protected them with laws and executed judgment to those who revealed against the prophets. The Nephites had the same issues in their lands with people mocking prophets. Mosiah chapter 27, 2 through 5. Mosiah made a law not to prosecute people in the church and people in the church to not prosecute people that are not in the church. That is the same chapter that talks about Alma the Younger, who tries to destroy the church of God, but instead is converted to the church. Shirl had no more wars the rest of his days, and he gave his kingdom to his son, Omir. We'll get to some facts. The lands in the Book of Mormon are usually named by the leader at the time. We don't know how most lands got their names. For example, the land of Moron is the land of the kings in the Book of Ether. We never knew who Moron was. Land of Nehor, in the, or the man Nehor, in chapter 7 of Ether, has no relation to the man named Nehor in the Book of Alma. In the Book of Ether, almost every king makes their youngest son the next king. There are many examples of what happened in the Book of Ether in history. Henry VI was the king of England at eight months old, being the record holder. Two months later, he became the king of France as well. Henry became insane, lost the Hundred Year War and the War of the Roses. At age 43, Henry was locked in the Tower of London, where he eventually died. There are many others, John I of France, Mary, Queen of Scotland, and Solomon, the King of Israel, who um, his brother rebelled against his father and tried to become king, but um, there was no battle, and David, the father of Solomon, uh, kept his promise that Solomon would become king. And they did a parade, and all the people of the land knew that Solomon was a new king. I want to thank podcast.com for me publish this podcast. This podcast was hosted, written, and researched by Skyler Peacock. This podcast has no association and is not sponsored by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast uses the Book of Mormon only for studying purposes. And thank you to you for listening to this character of the Book of Mormon. And thank you to you for listening to this character of the Book of Mormon.